Good evening, cabin crew. Welcome to tonight's episode of the Conversation Cabin Podcast. I'm your daring host, Farah. Tonight, we're going to dive into the world of paranormal investigating. For centuries, people have been fascinated by the idea of life after death, the possibility that our souls continue to exist in some form beyond the physical realm. Paranormal investigating is a way to explore this idea and try to find answers to some of the most fundamental questions about our existence. Over the years, paranormal investigators have used a variety of techniques to try to communicate with spirits and ghosts, including EVP, which stands for Electronic Voice Phenomena Recording, EMF, which stands for Electromagnetic Field Detection, and Spirit Boxes. Of course, there are other ones as well. There's apps like Ghost Tube, Spirit Talker, um, there's also the Music Box, etc. These tools help investigators detect potential paranormal activity and capture evidence that can be analyzed and studied. But beyond the equipment, one of the most important aspects of paranormal investigating is always maintaining respect for the spirits. Whether or not you believe in the paranormal, it is crucial to approach these investigations with care and sensitivity. The members of Void Between Worlds understand this well. As they have broke into the world of paranormal investigating, some of the most haunted locations across the U.S., including the infamous Rolling Hills Asylum, Hinsdale House, Mid-Orange Correctional Facility, Fort William Henry, Old Fort House Museum, and many spooky cemeteries. The team members are Cyrus and her wife Kayla, as well as Aiden and Bianca. And it was truly a pleasure to sit down and talk with them about all of their paranormal experiences. So, of course, this episode is dedicated to you guys. The Conversation Cabin presents Into the Void with Void Between Worlds. Hello, hello, crew. How are you all doing this evening? Hello, Farrah. Thank you for having us. We're doing well. Awesome. Yes, thank you for having us. Of course, of course. I won't um I won't get too crazy in the questions. They're really easy questions. Um the main thing why I wanted to get you all on is because we don't really hear a lot from just investigators. We just see them investigating. And I want to take my listeners a little bit behind the scenes. So First of all, with any of you, whoever wants to answer first, um, of course, it's always the first question. What got you into paranormal investigating? Was it an experience or was it just something that you heard about, sounded like fun? Let's go do it. Um, With me personally, it was experiences um, whenever I was younger. Uh, I was um, in California. That was my home. And I just... uh, I heard voices of my mom in California, and I went to her, and she goes, oh, that wasn't me. And uh, the doors uh, started slamming, um, cabin doors started slamming, so I was really interested in knowing what 
it could be for me, of course. Um, and then I had other uh, experiences when I moved out here in New York. Um, so it just really drawn me closer to uh, what it what would be the unknown. So that was was the experiences for me. Awesome. Well, at least you had an experience because that is what drove you. Now, real quick, while we're on the subject with you, when you said that you heard your mom's voice in California, so was it a house that you guys grew up in and maybe had some history or? Um. Yeah, it was a house. Um, yeah, it was one we grew up in. Um, there was a bit of history. Um, my dad, actually, we had our um, family from his side that came over um, from Mexico. Um, but they, um, my cousin, she was met, like playing with the Ouija board and stuff. So that could have also been the reason why, like drawing it in to the house um, from what she was doing. Exactly. Once you start getting into a Ouija board, it's trouble. And what about you, Cyrus? Um, So me personally, I've always been into, like, the the creepy, the spooky. Um, My mother definitely had a huge factor in that. Um, But she had, like, stories growing up that she had experienced. She would share with me my aunts, um, just creepy things that would happen to them. And then um, I had my own personal experience in Delaware, um, I was just antique shopping <laughs> with my sister um, and my mother at the time, actually. We actually were visiting a shop, and it happened to be closed at the time, but the owner was there, um, and she was very kind to actually let us go inside and check out the antique shop anyhow. Um, she's like, yeah, it's fine. Like, I'm, you know, I'm here. I'm outside. So she was outside of the building. I didn't know that at the time. It was essentially a house. Um, so top and bottom floors had filled filled with antiques. Um, and my sister and I just happened to be walking. This was on the second floor. We were just walking and facing a certain room. And we heard, clear as day, <laughs> a woman giggle. Um, and we knew it wasn't our mother because we know how our loved ones sound when they giggle. Um, so we kind of looked at each other like, what was that? Um, asked our mother, were you playing anything on your phone? Did you have, like, a video pop-up? She was like, no, I was texting. She was only, like, ten steps behind us, but she didn't hear it, which was odd in itself. Um, the room that we happened to be facing was actually a room filled with vintage mirrors. So, you know, well, that comes with the, the idea that um, mirrors, many mirrors, can be portals. So that was my really first experience um, hearing something audible, which is wild. So awesome! That's a good story because antique stores, yeah, you not only get the mm-hmm. building itself, but you get everything that comes with all of those antiques. You don't know how old, how many spirits might be attached to mm-hmm. you know something. All right, and. What about you over there, sitting in the corner? <laughs> so, um, I had an experience when I was seven years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in Troy, New York, and I had this friend. Um, I tried to introduce her to um, my grandmother, and uh, they couldn't see her. Only me. So... <laughs> Oh, um, wow. Yeah. 
they were like, um, there's no one there. You shouldn't be seeing that. Are you okay? (laughs) That's everybody's first, you know, uh, what they Mm -hmm. get is, you know, are you okay? Yeah. And then, um, I think a week later we found out that it was a missing child that was, that she ended up tragically. She ended tragically. Oh, wow. Okay. Did you ever research that anymore once you got a little older? No, but I think I will start doing that. I would, yeah. I will never forget that. I will never forget that. Well, she also might be a spirit guide of yours. So she might have came to you because you're somewhat of like, um, you know, an empath and she... You can feel her. She might know that. So maybe if you do research research her a little bit, she might be able to come along with you to investigations. And yeah, she might probably. be able to help open you up to other spirits that you're going to see and visit, you know? Yeah. Okay. And what about Kayla that's over there somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> she actually just had went upstairs. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. So I'm let me ask you. That. No, no, don't worry. Don't worry about that. But let me ask you a question. So when you guys find your place to investigate, what's your normal routine? What do you do to get prepared for that? Take me along with you like I'm a fly on your little suitcase that goes with you from A to Z. Sure. Um, So I tend to, I try to see if there's something that's like nearby that we can do um, that's affordable, especially in today's economy. (laughs) Um, And there's something that we all find interesting Um, from there. I like do thorough research, try my best to find like credible sources for locations. Um, If there's something like, I don't know, another group that had visited the location to see what their experiences may have been while there. Um, also speaking with the staff members, um, while we're there, if they can give us a little bit of an insight about, um, what they have experienced, what do they feel, um, kind of brings out spirits there or whatnot to communicate with us, um, and what their experiences have been. So just trying to find like scholarly sources, just anything that's reliable instead of, you know, just all the things not based in fact, because <laughs> that oh, happens course, too, with yeah. the fluff, you know? Well, you also want to make sure that you're getting the feeling of what you're going to feel. If you get too many stories, then you're already going in with that subconsciously sitting back there. So what would you say each of you brings different to becoming a group together? So like when you go to a place, what is each one's strength, would you say, that contributes to Void Between Worlds? That's a great question. Did you want to start that? Oh, no. I'm not new at this, ladies and gents. That's fine. I'd rather have a deep in thought, you know, answer, and I'll move on to another question. And when you think of it, just interrupt me if that's the way you want to do it. Because I think it's important when – I guess the reason why I I wanted to ask you that question is because um, we've seen too many groups take over YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And it's because, well, yes, we're friends, but you, 
they just got together to for a view, for views and just to make content that's trendy. Right. right. You're doing it because you enjoy it and you love mm-hmm. it. So I want my listeners, if there's listeners that want to do a paranormal investigation and they know none of their friends really like it a lot, what mm-hmm. would you say that you would look for in someone? Because you don't want someone that just has all of your strengths and weaknesses the same. You want someone that has different strengths and weaknesses because that way when you go into an investigation, you're covering all ground, all ground. So what would you say? What would you think? Just off the top of your head. Uh, did, you, did you have something? Did you have something? Else? I have one for teeth. Like, she's a skeptic. Oh, so yeah. she, she'll debunk anything that she'll yeah. find that isn't paranormal. And mm-hmm. we'll be like, oh, yeah, that's true. That's so, true. So essentially, Kayla, Bianca called her tea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we would definitely say Kayla is more, I, I would say we're all skeptic. Skeptical. Um, yeah. We want to like disprove anything that can be scientifically proven, um, or just something you know physically that can be done, replicated. Mm. Um, but Kayla would definitely go the step further and like disprove or try in every shape or form to disprove whatever it is. And if it yeah. cannot be replicated or no answer, no logical reasoning behind it, she's just like, okay, that's something that we cannot explain. Can't say a hundred percent is paranormal, but right. that. Um, exactly. So, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. And you need to have that. You need to have that because, yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, we all start as skeptics, but, what, you mm-hmm. know, when you get into paranormal investigations, it's because something has triggered you to right. be like, you know what? It's not a no anymore. I I believe it, but I need to go see more. Mm-hmm. I need to go see more. But when you're getting a group together, you know, you got to have people that want to do it, but maybe, you know, um, maybe Kayla feels something when she goes into a place and someone else doesn't, but they could hear something maybe telepathically because, I mean, when I've walked into somewhere, you know, um, haunted, it's, I didn't really get a feeling, but it's almost like someone said, like, I don't want you here when I, you know, stepped in, so. Right. Uh, 100%. I feel like, um, I don't know, I feel like we all have a, a sense of, like, I don't want to say sensitivities, but more mm-hmm. like a sense of, like, that gut feeling. Yeah. We probably yeah. should be oh, here. Yes. Um, like, when one of you gets the feeling, <laughs> if one of you gets a feeling of, like, ooh, I don't like it here, like, does another one feel that same vibe? Uh, yes. Okay, so you yep. guys actually do kind of connect with each other too, which yeah. is good. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, we can give an example of that. Was when it was um, Ashley Mint Orange. Um, so um, when they first start off, um, you know, essentially showing us around, and then we kind of go off in our own groups and investigate. Um, so the first guy that we were with. Um, we were going up to the second floor and she like stepped through this threshold, like just through the going into the second floor. Um, and she was like, Ooh, like it, it feels thick. And Kayla and I kind of looked at each other like, like huh. and then we felt <laughs> it. Like as soon as we stepped through, like we felt it too. We're like, Oh, okay. We know what she's talking about. We've never felt this before. It was weird. 
Um, and then they they were actually standing right behind us, and they felt the same exact yeah. thing yeah. as we were walking through. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Really heavy. Um, which was wild to me because, like I said, I've never felt that before personally going into anywhere. Um, that was, like, the first time, so definitely <laughs> crazy experience. Just to feel. Um, it was, like, humid, but it's not humid because you don't feel – but it was, like, a thickness in the air. You can – I um, know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. Just so weird. Um I don't know. It, so definitely I'd say Bianca is more sensitive to the rooms. And, and I'd like say Aiden is like the bodyguard of like, don't fuck with my family here. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So, okay. Um, and so now we get into going into like an investigation. So tell me what equipment that you use and what's your favorite equipment for the best evidence as in – Thorough, you believe it evidence. No, no qualms about it. It's yes, this happened. This is real, one hundred percent. What would you say, or what do you bring, and what is the best to you? Did you want to name your pieces of equipment, and then like we can like kind of collectively say what we have all together? Okay. Um. Oh, sorry. Uh, my pieces uh, that I bring, my, or my equipment that I bring. Um, is the music box, mm-hmm. like the motion sensor music yep. box. Um, we also have a spirit box as well. Um, I also bring like my video night camera stuff like that. Um, uh, yeah, pendulums. We bring them. Ooh, that's um, good because I love pendulums. People need to use those more. Mm-hmm. Um, the dowsing rods, yep. People need to use those more, because I have those myself, um, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, of course, voice recorders. That's what we have. Um, am I getting that? Yeah, I think that's, like, most of what we yeah. have. Um, I also have another... A uh, piece of equipment. So of course we have like spirit boxes and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. But it's called the Paratech V4. It's essentially the same concept as an Obulus. Okay. Um, but it has like a word mode. It has an oracle board mode. So it, it generates um, sentences instead of just a word. Um, and then it has a yes no mode. Mm. Um, yeah. And then of course a voice recorder that we have. Um, I feel like a must is a voice recorder. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like one of the go to type of <laughs> piece of equipment because um yeah I don't and know about what's guys. what's your best what's um one of the best evps that you've received on that yeah, yeah. Jack. Jack. um so rolling hills um we were in uh, one of the rooms where a little boy by the name of jack tends to roam mm-hmm. um and we were told by one of the staff members, hey, you guys should sing, um, you know, kids lullabies and, you know, kids songs, and, and Jack tends to, like, mm-hmm. sing with you. Um, so on one of the recordings, we were singing Bitsy Bitsy Spider, um, and you hear, like, it sounded like a kid's voice, just kind of, like, whispery, but you clear as day say, out, because you hear all of our voices. Mm-hmm. We were the only ones in that room. Um, it would have been impossible for anybody to have snuck in the room just to say the word out. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, yeah, it, was, it awesome. was just wild. Hearing it, like, play back, 
we were like super excited to hear oh, it just yeah. play back. Um, I'm so sure the you owner, were. Yeah. <laughs> so the I would owner, love that. Um, um, Sharon Coyle um, of Rolling Hills, we showed her and she was like, yep, I'm like, she was like not phased because she's heard his voice. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, yep, that's him. So he's a resident <laughs> spirit there yes. pretty much. Yep. Awesome. Okay. And what would you say, like, at Hinsdale House, um, yeah, I talked to um, Astute Paranormal Group that was on the show a couple weeks ago, and they had went there. What was your experiences there? So I went with Kayla. This is when we were first starting, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great house to start and one of the first places to go to. Oh, that that's um, getting in there deep for the first yeah. place. Um, getting there, it was a wild ride because our GPS uh, rerouted and told us we were going the correct way, and we were not. For like nine minutes, we were going straight into woods, and then the GPS decided to cut off and disconnect, and I'm like, I have a feeling we're not going the right way. Did a U-turn, it like regenerated, rerouted, and was like, yeah, you're going the wrong way. Um, so, just You know, I've heard <laughs> from other people that same thing has happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is crazy, just getting, just trying to get there, we're getting lost. Um, But, no, so our experience, I feel like we had more experience, I mean, when we were outside um, near the Blessing Tree. Yeah. um, So we were out there with um, a group of other investigators, and they were asking questions. um, But essentially they uh, said along the lines of, like, if there's anybody here, like, please make a sound. And everybody, somebody picked up a branch and, like, knocked it against the tree three times. And then they, like, repeated the question, if that was you, can you do it again? Same thing. You hear it clear as day. And everybody's kind of looking at each other like, you hear that? I hear that. We all hear that. Um, What was weird was, so I was doing a voice recording session, of course, um, of the whole ordeal. And it was weird. Um, So... Obviously, it's nighttime, it's dark, and it's in the middle of the woods, so it's pretty dark. Um, and around the time that they started asking questions, um, the tree above us creaks because of the wind. But then in the voice recording, um, so you hear the creak, but then you hear almost as if somebody was replicating the creak sound. Ooh. But nobody there had like, said it in person, which was weird. Like, why would somebody you know, replicate the creek sound, but that mm-hmm. was a weird cat from the EVP. Oh, wow. That is a little scary, mm-hmm. though. Okay. <laughs> now, that room or that closet that's upstairs, it's said to have a portal in it. Did you get mm-hmm. any feeling or experience from that? Um, Me, personally, I don't... Kayla was fine. She was like, I, you know, I was fine sitting there. I personally did not feel comfortable in that room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, that I don't know if it's weird. because, but yeah, I, it, it is definitely a weird feeling. Um, mm-hmm. it wasn't like one of those places where you feel comfortable enough to put your guard down whatsoever. Right. Um, well, you should never no, do that anyway, no. but I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, certain places you definitely feel a bit more comfortable. I feel like Rolling Hills, you feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, but yeah, Hinsdale is one of those places where keep your guard up. <laughs> and, um, uh, Aiden, what? What place did you have one of your best experiences at so far? Um, sorry. Um, I would have to say uh, 
it's mid orange. Okay, yeah. what was it? Um, so uh, Bianca was doing the Estes method, and I started uh, asking questions, and all of a sudden, um, my name just pops up, and she just says Aiden. I don't know where. And then right after that, we heard like a loud banging noises, and it, there was no one in the next room. It was just it, it was crazy. Oh wow! Do you guys like doing yeah. the Estes method? Yes. We do. <laughs> yeah. What's your longest time that you've done the Estes? Because some people do it for like an hour. Some people do it for like 20 minutes. If you got more than one person in your group, they'll do it like 15, 15, and 15. Or do you just pick one person to do a long one? Um, I don't really know whenever I go in. It feels forever once you're actually. No, I, yeah, I heard that. In it. Yeah, it feels it like you've been talking forever. Um, but I would have to say approximately 20, 20 30 minutes. Okay. Um, I know it's usually uh, me and Bianca that, sorry, me and Bianca that would um, go and do the uh, SS method. Is that because, is that because the others maybe don't like that can't see, can't hear in the dark feeling, or is it just you guys are the always the one that just volunteer anyway? Um, I mean, we volunteer. Uh, yeah, so you guys like it. You guys are fiends for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's okay, awesome. Uh, so, so Kayla hasn't, she hasn't yet, but she wants to. Um, I personally, I will eventually, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but you, you can share your experience because you've done it. The Estes method? Yeah. Um, so, doing the Estes method, it's just, I feel like this flow of energy just flowed through my body. Like, it's just a crazy feeling. Um. Yeah, like that's what everybody says. It's cool. It's cool. It's a very interesting experience. <laughs> That's what I heard. It's, you know, when you have your eyes shut and you can't open them and you're in a dark room and, you know, you have the earphones on, you're getting into that, you know, whole, I would say, well, for you guys, a void of your own. You're getting into yeah. a deep void of your own where, um, you know, another thing that I had just seen, um, I don't know if you guys follow checkouts. Um, it's called Live sci-fi s-c-i-f-i on youtube he's an experienced like investigator but also with demons mainly but the one estes that he does that you might want to try it's you take ping pong balls tape them onto your eyelids when your eyes are closed and then you get like red light and put it up into you know the ping pong balls so like when you put then a uh you know, blindfold over, you're getting like a different sense of like a different room. Try that and see if it does anything different yeah. besides just closing your eyes, putting a blindfold on to putting ping pongs on, tape them on, and then have like a red light shining on you from like a corner of the room. So when you put, you know, uh, your blindfold on, it gets like a red shade and see what you, if, see if I heard that you can see like shadows 
coming into your vision and such. And it's a very different experience. It's like getting to that next like dimension world kind of thing, I guess. But yeah, try that and let me know how it is if you ever do. But um, so now have you all ever witnessed spiritual apparitions? Yes. And where was that at? Um, so, like I said before, um, in Troy, New York, with that little girl, um, that was crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and I, um, when I was 10, I saw, I was just dancing away to Gangnam Style. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that song. (laughs) Yeah. All of a sudden, like, right out of my grandmother's bedroom, I saw this beautiful woman um she was floating like it looked like she was floating kind of like flying she had on this white gown her hair was brown and it was up her shoulder she had green eyes she was so pretty oh wow (laughs) yeah it sounds Um, like you had a nice experience you're smiling a lot so to me that (laughs) seems like you were not only taken back but you were really happy that it didn't scare didn't scare you a lot no, um, she did not scare me at all. I felt this strange feeling when I saw her. Like, it was just positive. I'm like, oh, okay, she's not going to hurt me. And then I went back to dancing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that actually brings up a good question. Do When you guys go into a place, do, can you feel the difference between positive and negative energy? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So you do. Because, I mean, because, again, a lot of my listeners, they don't ghost investigate. So I want them to know, you know, when, again, you're going to, you go back to YouTube. Everybody says, I feel this and I feel that. And a lot of it's just, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's girls with big boobs. That's what I always say. <laughs> and they're just like, I feel this. And it's, you know, and... Uh, you know, I just, I, I, I like it that you guys are involved in it for the right reasons, just like I told Astute, and they were saying the same thing. It just sucks these days that there's so many people that are using it more of, well, let's, have, you know, hop on the trend to make lots of money and have a million viewers and whatever. But for people that really want to get into it, you know, when everybody says, ooh, I feel like something's wrong here or huh I feel it's kind of light and airy so you can actually feel that between you guys I feel like we do um I wouldn't say necessarily like I feel like Bianca is a bit more um sensitive an aspect like she might feel like a bit more sick than we may have or she might feel like her head hurts in a certain area um but yeah I, I feel like we definitely feel like a difference in like okay this is like not feeling negative at this point in time, but thankfully we haven't really <laughs> came across that um, as of yet. Um, I was just—I so. was just going to ask you, what's your worst experience that you have? Like your most not not like hair raising. Oh my god, it was horrifying. But where you had to like step away for a second and be like, mm, I don't know if I want to stay here any longer, or let's go to a different room, or what? You know, ha- have you experienced? Something like that on one of your investigations before? Um, so, to me personally, the creepiest feeling 
was definitely like in Hinsdale. Just a creepy feeling, not necessarily like weary of anything. Just right. creepy. Um, and then when we went to Mid Orange um, Correctional Facility, it wasn't necessarily a feeling of like fear or like negativity or anything like that. It was like we're startled, yes, because it's never happened to us where we have bangs coming from each corner of the room mm-hmm. with no explanation. Um, but like of us staying and wanting more <laughs> to figure out, you know, what what's going on here. Um, but nothing, at least for me. What about you, Aiden? Um, I don't think, not with, um, the places that we went to, not there, um, it's just, uh, it was, like, another place, it was our neighbor's place, her house, Mm -hmm. where I felt it, um, in one of her bedrooms, I just couldn't be inside that bedroom for some odd reason, I just, it gave, it rubbed me the wrong way, I just, oh, really? Yeah, at her house. I could have, but, um, not, not, not anywhere else. So it seems like you guys have actually gone into paranormal investigation because you don't mind being scared. You're welcoming it because you want to know answers. Am I getting that right? Absolutely, yep. Yep. I see. I, I can see that about you guys. <laughs> now, have you all ever worked with any psychics or mediums on an investigation, or do you know of someone that's joined you before? Or you're, if not, are you going to be using some once in a while? Or what would you say to that? Um, we haven't personally, um, but we're open to it. Yeah. And you got to be careful with those because, like Absolutely. I said, yeah. you know, everybody and their mother, you know, I, it's just funny because my husband and I, when we watch, you know, we watch a couple, you know, YouTube channels mm-hmm. and you'll get, you know, it, it's two or more people and it's always where someone walks through the door and they're like, you know, and then another person walks through the door and then the other person that's already inside is like, oh, I feel something, and then the other one's like, I just felt something too, but I was going to say it before, but I just didn't tell you, and it's like, well, did you really, or are you just saying that, you know what I mean, so, you know, I'm glad to see that you all are going to take it like it's supposed to be, because let's be honest, these people... um, I think a lot of people forget that these spirits and ghosts were once people. They once once lived they lived a beautiful life. They worked, they made something with their hands that's out in the world today. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe I'm too, maybe I'm too eccentric on it, but I just, do you feel the same way? I completely agree. We yeah. completely yes. agree. Yes. Um, I feel like, uh, well, I feel like we collectively have all talked about this. Um, just like way too many channels jump straight into oh it's something negative oh it's malevolent oh it's a dune and it's like no um that person could have been a grumpy asshole when Mm -hmm. they were alive so they could be a grumpy you know whatever exactly (laughs) the man at white hill the man in the speakeasy he is not a demon he is just a grumpy Grumpy. old man right i mean wouldn't you be if you were on rolling hills or anywhere else and you see all these people coming in all the time and they're can you touch this can you touch it again and again and again and again and again and again and it's just like 
Uh, and I can't stand that when somebody's like, you know, come and touch this REM pod. And then you ask them the fifth time, come and touch it if you're really here. And it's like, well, they were really here the fourth time. And they were there still in the third time. And then the second time they were there. And then the first time they were really there. Yeah. So you've got to not, they don't want to be played like that. You know, that's at least what I would think. But right. No, so, we, that's something we like to take into consideration, too. We like to, like, yes. change up the questions. Like, right. um, for example, um, when we were in White Hill Mansion, we were like, oh, let's ask something different because we're sure that these folks here, the spirits here, have definitely been asked a thousand times. If they're here. How old are you? <laughs> or that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right, right. Well, I'm glad that you do that. I think even once you find your place that you're investigating and you research it and you find out who lived there, ask them, who is the resident ghost? Don't ask them what they do. Find that out for yourself. But then ask a set of questions per the place that you're going to. If it's a prison, ask about their life before they were a prisoner. Not just, oh, it's a demonic prisoner. Because it's in a prison. Or if you're going to the antique shop, okay, well, then there's probably tons of people in there. But did anybody fight in a war? Or just be specific if you can, because right. you're getting more out of it that way. But I think you guys are going to do very well, because you already have one thing that so many others don't. And it's the desire to go and find out who these people are, what kind of life that they lived. Mm-hmm. And if they want to talk to you, and then once they answer you a question, continue on with more questions. So many people, after they ask you, what's your name? And then, did you have a family? Yes. Then they're like, can you go and touch this ball over here? And it's like, wait a minute, you're dropping. Mm-hmm. You, know, you just had them talking to you. Like, right. continue on. They don't want to sit there. Would you want to touch 15 different devices for an hour? No, but um, so have you ever encountered, I'm sure this is going to be a yes, but have you ever encountered a location with multiple entities and how did you handle that situation? We were, we were fine. We just sat down and spoke. We let them know just one at a time. (laughs) Um, We felt like they were crowding all around us. They were all like, oh, people, yes, talk, let's do it. So they really so wanted the to. Yeah. Yep, yep, we did yeah. the SS yeah. method. It was different um, clear responses through the SS method, but it was like, Bianca, you tried it, was it, I think Kayla did try it once, and then yes. you also yeah. did while we were there. Yeah. Um, but like different voices, but like very clearly speaking about whatever it may be. I but, love, yeah. like, most of the time they were talking yeah. about food. Oh, they wow. They were very yeah. hungry. One of them said that they wanted steak. Oh, wow. Well, that's wow. really yeah. cool. See, in that you don't get that much of descriptive responses when they're, you know, it's just get out or hello or something like that. How do you ensure the confidentiality? Like, do you guys have clients that you work with or are you just going on building investigations? Like, are you going to start doing investigation in people's homes? To find something? Like, would that be something that you might get into in the future? So, I personally um, think, just as a group, we'd like to have a little bit more, I mean, you say 12 years, yes, but <laughs> I feel like when dealing with that, um, we should have a bit more, I, I don't want to say sensitivity. Field. Without the sensitivity, yeah. 
experience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as of right now, we're not doing anything like private clientele, even though we did apparently get an inquiry. Yeah. One of Aiden's co-workers had asked us. And we'll see. We're like, there not you just go. yet. Yeah. <laughs> not, not just, just yet, yet. but yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. You're taking your time, though. You're filling out, you know, you're filling out how you want to do it how you want to set up your group, how you're going to tackle a place. And I think that's the right way because, again, you're doing this because you know these people were humans walking the earth back then. You want to do it with the utmost respect. Uh, Push the boundaries as much as you can without disrespecting and try to get answers that people want to know. So last question would be, what would you say is if somebody wanted to start out, what would you say is the best intentions to come in with and how to start and go about it. No, I feel like if you kind of wait, I mean, obviously, like, do your research, of course, um, but, like, come at it with respect. I feel like a lot of these, like, channels kind of go into it, like, going into these places without any respect. Like, people once lived there, um, introduce yourselves. Exactly. You know, um, and sometimes it's it's just one of those things that you, you don't want to just go in blindly either. Yeah. Um, so have a little bit of knowledge about what, what you're getting into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have, uh, you, you can use your phone. You can just grab a flashlight, uh, pick up a, an affordable recorder, and you can start off with something like that. It, it's, you know. Um, coming in with a positive mind, too. Right. That's also what yeah. you really need. Right. Go in just excited, just an open, excited mind. That's it. Yeah, don't go in having expectations. Like, yes. I'm going yeah. to yes. experience this. Yeah. Right. Go in with an open mind. If the spirit decides to communicate or not, they will. If they don't, then, you know, it's their prerogative. But it's just going in there with the intention of, like, I'm doing this thing because I have the passion for it. Um, it's something that intrigues me. Um, but not with the intention and, and expectation of, oh, like, it, if nothing happens, it's not a place that's haunted. It's like, no, that it could have just been a day where it wasn't as active, you know? Always be careful of, even though there may not be any demons, you don't want negative energy. Mm-hmm. You don't want the negativity, so you got to stay away from that. Definitely mm-hmm. stay away from that. Right. Do you guys stage yourself before or after? We actually don't. We don't. You should. You um, should. We don't, but we do verbally kind of end our communications and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, Even when we go in, we kind of like state of, you know, state our intentions and, um, and same thing when we're leaving, we kind of, we say our goodbyes, we thank all, all the spirits and whatnot for communicating with us, or if they say, decided not to communicate with us, thank you as well. (laughs) But just kind of, you know, closing off forms of communication. Good, good. Well, tell all my listeners um, where you can be found, your handles, um, anything about you to direct you where you are. It's all yours. Like pointing at each other. No, you go. No, you go. Um, so, so we can be found on Instagram at Boy Between Worlds, um, and also on TikTok. Um, so far, it's that's just the two that we have. Um, it's hard to keep up with social media nowadays, but <laughs> I'm trying. That's for sure. Yeah. And um, do you guys come out with an investigation like once a month, once a week, or or how does that work? Do you post them on Instagram or and somewhere else or just tidbits. Um, so we post our in, our investigations, um, pretty much parts of it um, on Instagram. I watch them, yeah. TikTok. Yeah, on Instagram and on TikTok. Um, and it depends on if we have something like 
scheduled out that month or not. Um, so next month we do plan on going to Lutchworth Village. We actually, this month, um, we investigated the Devil's Tree in New Jersey. Um, so we'll be posting that very soon. It's something, it's like, it's like a little quick video. Um, we didn't get too much responses from it, but we, we did get some that were kind of eyebrow raising, so yes. to speak, but. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Well, you'll have to let me know all about it. And once I get up and going on YouTube and stuff, I'd love to have you all on again where, you know, maybe we can even collab on something where when you're going to an investigation, I'll I'll do a podcast link where you guys can be a co-host, but you're at the investigation podcasting and we're kind of like working in sync together you're investigating i'm asking you questions and maybe something like it'll be the first ever on podcast that would be pretty Absolutely. cool we'd be yeah. so down for that because yes. i don't think down. i've <laughs> ever heard anyone doing that before so that would be quite interesting yeah agreed agreed awesome yeah, we're down <laughs> awesome well thank you so much you guys again i appreciate your time um i think you've definitely given my listeners a good behind the scenes look and i wanted to do that that's what i was going for you guys delivered i thank you so much and with that that's a wrap cabin crew Again, it was so great to speak with all of them. Please go check them out on Instagram. Their handle is at Void Between Worlds. They're an up-and-coming paranormal investigation group. Please give them some love, some support. Uh, follow, like, share, comment, whatever you can do. And um, until next time, cabin crew, explore your strange.